Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder and I'm joined as ever by Mark, Izzy and Paul but before we get into the races well we'll be looking at the action at Ascot and Haydock this weekend let's see how everyone is Mark how are things not spoken in a little while work keeping you busy yeah very busy at the moment um, looking forward to getting back on the podcast front had a really profitable podcast um, for Boxing Day so looking forward to getting back stuck into it yeah we certainly did with Master McShee and Izzy uh, you were quite keen on the chances of uh, Mr McShee are we uh, still uh, celebrating from that win yeah I'm still on a high from that now still going I've made it last so I've got to pick one now this week to keep me going into the next lot <laughs> Yeah, well, I think there could be a few opportunities maybe to, to pick a big prize winner. Hopefully we can point the listeners in the right direction. And Paul, how are you doing? Um, you keeping busy? Yeah, flying, thankfully. Uh, flying at work, finished up their college exams earlier on in the week and was doing a bit of race day presenting at Dundalk there midweek, so all's good. Cool. Sounds like everyone is very busy at the moment. So let's get into it then. Uh, the first race we're going to be looking at is the 145 at Ascot. It'll be available to watch on ITV. It's the SBK Holloway Handicap Hurdle. It's a Class 2 handicap over two miles and three furlongs. Gary Clermont is your current favourite in the betting. He's around about 7-2 with some firms. Second in is Unaccepted Party at 4-1. Stella Magic at 9s. Villa Duderis, who I thought was interesting on his first start for Nicky Henderson's at 13-2. And bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here, uh, Mark. How did you see this one? Um, I was quite keen on Chris Gordon's S. Murphy Enke. Um This one, I think this one stayed on quite well at Fulton Wells. An eye catcher over two, two mile one and a half. Um, he'll handle the ground, stable form, absolutely flying, three from 15, 20%. Tom Cannon got a great record on this this one as well. Um, six rise, three wins, once out of the places, still off 127 here. Um, I think I think this looks pretty pretty average. And I think off 127, I think the booking of Tom Cannon is definitely eye catching. I think this one's got a lot um, in its favour. What price is he just at the moment on the sports book? You can get currently uh, fifteen to two, so not a bad each yep. way one with maybe yeah. extra places on the day. Yeah, he's quite quite well found in the market, but he, he could certainly be competitive off one two seven. What what I did like about that run at Formwell is he went really really quick. Jamie Moore was on board that day, and um, it did look like he was going to tie up completely because you do you usually fall in a hole between the second and first lap for last um, at Formwell, but he's run on quite well. Um, Step up and trip as well to two mile three. I'll handle that. He proved that he stayed last time, in my opinion. Has form over two mile four as well. It's, I mean, this this could potentially be an early nap here. I think Smurfenki looks difficult to beat. Mm, interesting thoughts there from Mark. Uh, Izzy, uh, what did you like in this one? Um, I've been looking at Phil's Do Dairies. So, mainly as well, just because of the form of Henderson at the moment. I was having a little look at those form figures because they don't look too healthy with the pulled up and then fell on its last two starts the previous season so I was looking at, at why and sort of having a look through its previous run, his previous runs so going back to um, obviously the run at Navin in a novice it won, then the next time out it's come second to NYLN, um at Punchestown 
then it's re- then he's really gone off the boil um, and obviously had a couple of bad starts. Um, so what I looked at then was, well, has it has he ever run in a has he ever run or won in a hurdle and went all the way back to 2019? He's won in a French hurdle. So just looking at Henderson's form and how we you know we know he can get one ready. Um, that good bit of form with Envoilen and the win in the novices at Navin. I think he's quite an interesting runner. So that's where I've been focusing a lot of my attention is Phil's do dairies. Yeah, well, I'm in agreement. Um, interesting that obviously he's joined Nicky. And he actually won this race, Nicky, last year with Craig Niche, who then went on to finish second in the Coral Cup. And I just wonder if this could be maybe Nicky's Coral Cup horse. Got a good record in the race. He won it with William Henry a couple of years ago. So he definitely likes to target one. Um, Brendan Hale for Mark of 138 could be interesting if if he uh, runs an eye catching race. So maybe one to to think about when it comes to Cheltenham. How about you though, Paul? Um, where where are you going in this one? I'm going to take a chance on the Dan Skelton trained unexpected party. He was one from five. He was a beaten favourite on his last two starts. He is a strong traveller. He hasn't always found what he's promised to find off the bridle. I think in his short career, I think it's going to take a, a bit of a peach of ride, I think, from, from Harry Skelton to get him up, to get his nose in front on the line. But just as little mileage on the clock, I wonder if he's a horse who's had his problems. Like he cost €155,000 as a three-year-old. He's now seven. This is only career start number six. So I don't know if he's had his problems. And maybe that's why when, you, when, you, when he goes to come off the bridal list or something, Horton has something hurt him in the past. That he's nearly afraid to let himself down. I don't know, but um, I just think there should be more to come. And he's a horse that maybe, maybe in time at racing, if there has been something hurting him in his younger days, that um, he might just grow in confidence. As I said, I think it's going to take a, a bit of a peach of a ride from the, the saddle to get his nose in front when it matters. But I'm going to take a chance. He's roughly about the four or five to one mark, and which to me still represents a bit of value. Interesting thoughts there from Paul. He has been sent off favour on his last three starts, so uh, maybe being a bit brave there. But uh, unaccepted party it is for Paul. Um, Mark was keen on the chances of Smurphy Inky, and me and Izzy are in agreement once again with Phil's Duderry. Whilst we've got Paul on the line, we'll go to the next race, the 220, which is the SBK Mayor's Hurdle. It's a Grade 2 registered as the Warfield. And Molly's Ollie's Wishes is your current favourite at 9 to 4. Um, Paul, would you want to side with her? Is she maybe the class act in the race? I think she is. You know, I think she's favourite at the moment, and probably you know deservedly so. However, I would just take a chance on Willie Mullins, the Willie Mullins train, my sister Sarah. Only beat three home at Leperstown last time out. Brian Hayes was on board on that occasion. She is the listed winner, a listed hurdle winner. She took a listed event at Kempton under Nick with Bonville last November. She was fifth in the Mayor's Hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival last March. I mentioned Brian Hayes was on board last time out. And with, with all due respect to Brian, P-Town then comes over to take the mounts. And um, yeah, I think at a bit of a price, I'm going to side with the Willie Mullins train, my sister, Sarah. Okay. And Mark, wh- where was uh, you heading in for this one? My sister, Sarah's got good form. Obviously, the booking of Paul Townend's definitely an eye-catcher. I'm quite concerned with... Um, backing any of these horses that you're sending over so a lot of them are getting beat especially the really short ones are getting turned over coming over recently um, I actually want to take on the top one of Molly's all these wishes I mean I think I thought this was quite competitive 
Um, I don't think the form behind Buzz is that strong. Um, was well beaten that day, and he had the likes of Song for Someone and Goshan in behind as well. And Goshan's been really disappointed since as well. I think the former Miranda as well, I think that's quite questionable. And that was a fortunate winner at Ludlow, um, just got up on the line. I and mean, I think you could get Molly's all all wishes out of the two here. Um, actually, quite quite incredible scenes. I'm seeing two to one here as well in the sports book. I've got her around the six, seven to one shot. Um, I think she's a place lay. I think by default, I think Western Victory should be favourites. I'm quite concerned about my sister Sarah and just Willie sending them over recently. They're all getting beat. Um, it'd be interesting start to actually get a, what his profit and losses over the last month or two the horse he's been sending over because we've noticed a few he's been getting beat as well Chris haven't we Sandown Shaq and Persuade just won um, there's a few other ones that really short absolutely cuffed as well well beaten there was one at Haydock as well I think um, was it Haydock or Newbury that Aidan Coleman was on board um, JP's colours I think it was that was well beat as well I think Western Victory is probably the one to beat, but I think we can get Molly's all these wishes out of the two here. Mm, interesting from Mark. Very keen to oppose the favourite. Um, we're taking her on at the moment, it seems. Izzy, are we in agreement? Take on the favourite? No, I'm with Molly, Ollie's wishes. I, I'm with her every time she runs, to be honest. So for me, I just feel that <laughs> what I would say is. She's, I think she needed the ground a little bit softer at Ascot last time. She's won over three mile at Kempton before and holds some good form with some good horses. And I know that that Miranda form's not great, but you've got Zambella back in the field who has had some great runs since. So you've got some good form there. And I just feel like she's the winner for me. So I'll, I'll be sticking with Molly Ollie's wishes as the favourite. But I do think this is a more competitive race for her. And... You know, I wouldn't be surprised that her price does drift on the day. Yeah, very, very interesting there. Um, I think it, I think the market will definitely revolve around her. I would just give a positive mention for Anything for Love. Um, I think this horse just really wants a real test of stamina. She's um, got some pretty decent form. Uh, she often runs very good races at Sandown. Uh, she was staying on quite strongly, but I think Martello Sky is a, is a mare of really going places, and I think that form is pretty good. She won the time before that at Foss Lass. Okay, it wasn't the, the strongest-looking handicap in the world, but she clearly was getting on top in, in the closing stages, and I just think she's been slightly overlooked in the yard again um, quite nicely as well. So anything for love for me. Um, Mark is keen, along with Paul, to take on Molly's Aussie, Ollie's wishes. And um, Izzy is going to be siding with... Uh... Stables flying, Chris. Um, Jamie Snowden's at the moment, 25% strike rate. And uh, again, it was Willie Mullins had a, a short odds-on favourite in that race as well. Galicia absolutely tailed off. Um, I think Martella Sky looks quite smart. I think you could potentially be onto one here. What price is anything for love? In the current, market? Current, currently get 9-1. to one. Um I've, yeah, I think that's a big price. I think it's probably about a five to one shot. I'd have that one shorter than the tall one. Yeah, it's, it could be one of those races where sometimes they, they the, even though you obviously can get three places on the exchange, you, you might be able to get three places with with a sports book. Sometimes these seven runner fields where maybe the market's a little bit tight, you don't have a standout. It might be interesting to see uh, how how the markets uh, play upon that one, but interesting opinions uh, from the panel we then go to the next race on the card it's the 255 the bet 365 handicap chase 
and Palmer's Hill is your current favourite. In my personal opinion, I think Palmer's Hill could be very hard to beat, and I think they're saving him for a really big race, maybe at Cheltenham or something down those lines. He just looks like an absolute pot plot job, especially when he won at Weatherby. Um, Tom Scudmore was aboard that day, and he was riding him to make sure that the handicap mark wouldn't go up too much. I think he'll take all the beating. But is he? Do you agree with me on Palmer's Hill? Do you think um, he's the most likely winner? I think Palmer's Hill looks very well off at the weights, absolutely. Um, I My only slight concern is just looking at the ground at the moment. It's currently soft, good to soft in places at Ascot. My, if you look at most of his recent form, it's coming on sort of better, slightly better ground. Um, so it's whether that will make a massive difference. I mean, one we, one we know trains... Um, likes the softer ground is obviously Venetia Williams I can't ignore when she's got a runner here it's uh, top weight Fanny and Destreval but Lucy Turner though taking a little bit of weight off which is why I think Fanny and Destreval is a bit more fancy but also you've got to just consider there's a 28% strike rate for Venetia right now Um, so I think just clearly they're gonna I feel like they're gonna flip flop favourite probably all the way up until the off but I'm really torn, but Palmer's Hill is just edging him, edging out because he's better off at the weights. Yeah, it's going to be a big weight for Fanny, isn't it? So to, to carry, uh, despite obviously Lucy Turner claiming the seven pounds, but you have to say he was very impressive when he won at Newbury. Uh, Paul, I'll come to you here. Uh, who did you like in this one? I think it's very hard to oppose Palmer's Hill, who I think is quite slightly questionable why he's quite late to the chasing chasing game do you know what he's a nine year old he's a winner of a point to point he had two runs in point to points here in Ireland he was third at Old Town back in February 2017 he then won a point to point at Torella um, under Jamie Codd in March of that year he's two from two over fences like yourself Chris I thought he was very impressive last time out at, at Ascot John O'Neill was on board he was about nine and a half lengths the better of Diego de Charmiel. Has a handy weight of 10, so nine. And I just can't come down through the fields and struggle. I'd look at Armé, Amour de Nuit, Harry Cobden rides for Paul Nichols. But I just, I don't think his form is strong enough. Fanny and Destreval, a good winner last time out. It's interesting, Benicia wouldn't usually claim all that often these days, I don't think. It's interesting that Venetia is claiming off of Fanny and Destreval, which, you know, Lucy Turner claims 7 off 11 12. But that posed a question mark that maybe Venetia thinks that 159 in this company is possibly stretching his, his limits. I don't know. We'll soon find out. But not much of a working man's price, arguably. Depends where, whether you think he's around about the 5 to 2 mark, Palmer's Hill, whether you think that's value or not. But for me, I just I can't find a reason to oppose him. Yeah, yeah quite. Uh... One favourite by the looks of it. Uh, Mark, are we rowing in with the JP gamble? I actually thought Palmer's Hill would be shorter. I think 5 to 2 could be a fair price um, for the form on offer. My only concern would be is he got £8 for that for that last win. Um, on the uh, Finian Deschaval, the top one, I know uh, Mr. Lucy Turner's taking seven off. Why, why do you think she's not using Ned Fox? He can claim 10, can he? Is uh, he injured or suspended? Just... I don't know. Would it be experience? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Because sure. um, she's a decent rider as well. I just thought for the extra three pounds, if you're just concerned about the mark being too high, because he looks quite good as well. Um, I just thought it was quite a strange one because he's obviously been getting used quite a lot by her. Um, I think Palmer's Hill, I think 5 to 2, 
is a fair price. I thought he'd probably be around the six to four, seven to four mark. Looks difficult to beat. Um, the one I, I wanted to take a small chance on was um, Phoenix Way, uh, JP's other runner here. I think um, off 137 with Kevin Brogan's claim. I think it can be competitive if you're maybe really impressed with Kevin Brogan. I think he's great value um, for that claim. Um, top, top rider. I was actually hoping I could maybe get a bigger price at six to one. Um, um, I think he looks a cracking each way, but I mean, there's only eight runners in the race. But I think I think it's between the, the two GP McManus runners here. That's how I'd play it if I was having a bet in the race. And um, I think Parmacel's value is around five to two. I mean, if you can get three to one on the exchange, Parmacel, you'd be having a bit of that. Yeah, definitely. Phoenix Way, going back to him, he's just a bit of an interesting horse. He's either a horse that's really on it or not on it. He's not. He's not a consistent kind of yeah, it's a strange one like I, I went through them all I went through Killer Clown Palmer's Hill a lot of them and um, a lot of them are on career high marks here um, they haven't won off these marks and Phoenix Way is sort of going the other way coming down but it's quite a good run last time obviously Kevin on board's positive I think it could be quite competitive um, but we'll see what happens yeah interesting it's probably be again one of the one of those races you want to see how the market goes on the day right then we move on to the feature of the weekend it's finally gonna happen it's shishkin taking on anergamine in the sbk clarence house chase it's a grade one contest and we've got the four runners shishkin is at the top of the markets uh he's just a shade of odds on at eight to eleven anergamine is six to four first flow maybe a little bit overpriced here at ten to one if he was to cause an upset and then the moolah gold looks like he's just uh having a nice day out and trying to collect some prize money he's currently available at 100 to 1 in places so mark i'll come to you here um shishkin lay or back wouldn't i wouldn't lay him um i'd probably say how i'm going to play this race i think obviously i need to let you know what i'm thinking right i think shishkin was quite impressive last time out i mean one very very impressively um, I don't think Granatine won his race. Won very, very easy. I mean, four to six, um, six to four probably looks about right. I think an Ergamine, the horse looked like an absolute machine um, last season. Obviously, didn't didn't make it over to Chalmers. First trip over to the UK. And I'm going back to what I said earlier about Willie's horses coming on. They haven't been running that well. So I think you could potentially get a bit of value here and maybe playing first flow in the two-place market here. This one's going to be running handily. Um, and if there's one I think would disappoint, I think it would be an argument. Um, so I'm just going on the fact that William Monsters haven't been running that well when coming over. Um, I think Amelia Gold's got a lot to do here um, to get in the places. I think 12 to 1, I wouldn't be back in the first floor for win purposes. I just think in the place market, I think this one could be, um, it's 5 to 2 to run a place here. I think that's, that's a decent bet. Mm, interesting. From Mark, uh, Izzy, how do we see this one? Which team are you on, if any? Um, um, I found it really, really difficult to to pull the two apart, the Shishkin and Anergamine, but I'm just going on Henderson's form and the fact that Willie Mullins has had a, had a few come over and get beat now. Um, and I'm solely just in the Shishkin camp. I cannot see him getting beat. I think he's going to absolutely destroy him. I can see already now on Twitter the rockets and uh, planes that people will be posting I'm hoping for a good ping, slow-mo, gif as well, or something like that. But that's what I'm expecting. I, I just think Shishkin's going to annihilate him. Two votes for Shishkin. Are we going to make it a full house pool? Yep. We are. Um, I think Energamine's going to go off 
himself and first floor are going to go off at whatever speed and I think that's going to set the race up nicely I can see the fraction has been fairly generous early on is Energamine going to be able to keep that up he could do we'll find out you know it's it's fascinating it's, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch I can see Shishkin needing to be getting a, a crack down the neck just early on to maybe keep him honest um, I can see the front two getting getting away from the field and I think Shishkin's going to have to make his own running to to catch them up that's what I think anyway um, but I, I think it's going to set the race nicely up for, for Shishkin I think he'll drop in I think if Nico if you, if you can keep him interested halfway through the race I'd imagine I'm going to take a chance that the first two will fall in a hole at some stage and Shishkin will be able to pick them up from the, the second last and, and sail home Okay, so we're all in agreement. Shishkin is our winner of the Clarence see, Chris, House Chris, See, if an argument could get an easy lead here, it could be dangerous, but you know First Flow's going to go for it as well. So Paul's bang on the money here. Shishkin's just going to be behind. He's going to be trading one point, two's on, three's on, maybe our circuit to go with. Because you know how the race is going to be set up. The, you the, know that, and you know Bassi's going to be, if, if First Flow is, is anyway struggling at all, he's going to be you know, he's going to be fairly positive at his, at his fences, you know. Um, he's going to put the jumper under pressure as well. But you're going to be using, how much energy is he going to be using up to do that over the course of two miles at that level? You know, um, it's just a question, I think. I, I, so what would you I, do then? Would, would you lay an argument for the win? Or would you bat first flow in the place market? Because I wouldn't you, do either. You know the two I, of them, first flow and an argument are going to go at it and you've got a fresh horse in behind a shishkin. I mean, an argument... Four to six, not to win, could be the bet as well. Yeah, I, do, I just I think Shishkin, I think Shishkin will win. I think the front two, will, I think an argument and first flow will go forward. I think David Bass, again, as a, as I said, he's going to be fairly positive at his fences. At this level, I think you're you're going to go. There's going to be big questions asked first flow. I think he can be the first to crack, and obviously the prices tell us that. It's just whether an argument can keep it up. And you know, if if you're if you're maybe looking at the two best markers. I don't know, it's nuts. Like, Amula Gold is going to be dropped out stone last. And I'd imagine Harry Skelton is not going to be making the running for Shishkin to keep tabs on, on the other two. Like, I don't know, would it be madness to think that he could maybe stay on and outrun his odds? He's around about 100 to 1 at the minute. There's a um, neck, neck behind first flow um, when they ran at Ascot on the 21st of November, beating a neck, just beat a handicap company. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just. What was the first flow carried 11 stone one and Mula Gold was 10 five? Yeah, I would just be going off the basis that I think Harry Skelton's going to drop out stone last. He's, I'm assuming he's going to pop around, he's going to be looking just to pop around for a bit of prize money. Yeah. If just you know, reading the race, now the first two are going to cut each other's throats to the point that they're going to walk home. And Nicola Bonville will, I'd imagine, Shishkin will pick them up from the, the on the approach or at the back of the second last. And it'll just be a question, where will Harry Skelton be when, when that happens? And if he's in the proximity, it wouldn't be without question that he might just follow the winner home. He's 28 to 1 at finishing the places here. The first half mile is going to be crucial, I think. If the first two, if they light each other up over the first two or three fences, it could be a crazy gallop. So have a score on it, 28 to 1, I'm going to go to finishing the two. If I was having a bet, it's not a race I don't think I'd be gambling on, but if I, if I was going to have a bet, you could do worse than stick a fiver on that. 28th, yeah. Yeah, interesting then. I actually just thought going back to first flow was quite interesting because I thought last year when he won it, it became a stamina test. 
over over the two miles and he's got that extra stamina in reserves winning the peterborough chase last time out over two and a half miles he's quite exposed over the middle day staying trips but saying that an ergamine won a point to point at lark hill over three miles so he has stamina as well and probably so does shishkin he could probably get maybe get two four on on a, on his day so maybe it won't become a stamina test but it's going to be a fascinating race but like i said we're all just siding with shishkin so that's ascot covered we're going to look at two races at haydock and the first one we're going to look at is the two o'clock it is the new one unibet hurdle it's a grade two registered as the champion hurdle trial race i don't really think that this is a champion hurdle trial but i think tommy's oscar when you do all the maths and the weights and the and the figures he's an absolute god-given certainty isn't he if, the, if this was a handicap he would actually be given weight away i mean he's actually he, uh 22 pounds better off on official ratings with navajo pass i mean this this is more of a this is not even a graded race this is just a handicap but i'd think tommy's oscar some people have downed him but i do think if he wins this race which he should do i think he's more than worth his place in the champion hurdle he's been really progressive in handicaps this year and when you look at what the weights he's been carrying and the marks he's been doing you can't tell me that um half the field in the champion hurdle would have done what he's done in handicaps i don't think they would have um, I just think I think I've actually backed him at fifty to one for the champion because I honestly think he could develop into um, uh, he could mop, maybe mop up these kind of races and maybe make make the first three or so um, in the champion hurdle. I I do think he's a really interesting uh, contender. He's one that's divided opinion on social media. I've seen, but I'm firmly in the run the Tommy's Oscar in the champion hurdle camp. How about you, though, Paul? Is Tommy's Oscar the one to beat here? Yeah, definitely. I think he summed it up well there. He's eleven pounds better than the. He's rated eleven pounds higher than his next, which is Hunter's Call, who wasn't beaten all that far last time out at Cheltenham in the the international order. Was only beaten a half. Was only beaten a length by by Gardner Dreams in total. But I think he's priced accordingly here. I think Tommy's Oscar. He's a shade of odds on. You know, he's won his last three. The Hamiltons to, to do incredibly well with their small string. Danny McManaman on board, and yeah, definitely another race that I think he'd just be sitting back and watching. I think agreement there with Paul with me. And what about you, Izzy? Uh, Tommy's Oscar, should he be hard to beat? I didn't actually fancy him at all. <laughs> what have you been drinking? Hunt- I quite liked Hunter's Call. Um, I just thought it was a pretty decent third in the international behind Guard Your Dreams. I just think he's been running in better company. I think he'll he'll like this. I think there we are, but we'll we'll see, won't we? But I just feel like Tommy's Oscar's going to end up being such a short price, and I I quite like the look of Hunter's Call to take him on. Mm, fair enough. I thought he's one to stick in the multiples, Tommy's Oscar, but Hunter's Call, come on, he's twelve years old, man, like. Yeah, if he's got no chance, I I honestly think Tommy's Oscar. Yeah, I think he, I think he's going to finish second to Honeysuckle. You heard it here first. Anyway, uh, that's um that that'll be used to uh, humiliate me in the future, I guess. And and what about you, Mark? Tommy's Oscar. You need to be careful because if Hunter call uh, absolutely hacks up on the staff, this we're not going to be deleting this podcast. So just remember, Tommy's Oscar always hoses up on call. the staff. Do you know what like? I think 
obviously the age is obviously a bit of a, a bit of a negative for Ollie Murphy's uh, Hunter's call. I think the form um, behind uh, Guard Your Dreams good, the Cheltenham form, song for someone as well. But again, it, I think it's hard to to look away from Tommy's Oscar. Um, when, when I was looking at this, I thought he'd probably be around maybe two to five, four to nine. But I think four to six, eight to thirteen. You've seen worse four to six, eight to thirteen shots than this. I think this one looks looks difficult to beat, um, especially on these terms. I mean, I think the the second Donald McCain's, I think the form with uh, Donald McCain's Geronimo, I mean, that's that's no mug. Had to give him a store and a half that day. I mean, call this the stocks and shares money, as they say, four to six. I have the lot on, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And I've actually got a note here as well. I, I, I thought as well he could have been value for an each way selection, the champion order, maybe get four places. Um, you get about, I think he's, is he 40s or 50s at the moment? Or? Uh, I think you can still get 50s, maybe even 66 in a place. Yeah, well, well the thing is, you, you're, you're playing for the place mark here. If you can get four places, um, play 66, he's 50 to 1. Um, Nick a place, you're laughing, aren't you? You get 12 to 1 winner. Exactly. I, to 1 winner. I, I think it all depends around this race if they're going to go. He, he, he's been given the entry. Um, I know people have been laughing, but geez, like. What more could he do? He, every time he wins, or not every time, but on quite a few occasions, this horse is never out of second gear. He's just a strong traveller. If 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 he gets a fastly run um, champion hurdle, which they should they should do, he's gonna. I could just see him travelling there on the bridle. Okay, he might not find much, but he's got the stamina for two and a half. You know, so he, you like to think he's going to be doing all his best work at the end. I, I really don't get why people can't see it. I, Best forms and soft ground as well, I'd say. Yeah, he, he's so. vers- he, he is so versatile, like, and he's just taken his form to another level this year. He really has, like, like, yeah, yeah, he might, he might. I think that's the thing that it's actually the form, though. When you have actually look at what he beat in his last three starts, none of them have come out and done anything. I think your leanness is the only. You place leanness or just on the win. <laughs> Right, do you want me to get a boost on this? We'll boost yeah, it so you, so, you, so you can you get the field. I'll give you. I'll give you four, <laughs> four to five the field. You're definitely, you're definitely laying this. I can tell well, in your voice. You say that he's beat nothing, right? But he beat Christopher Wood at Musselburgh. Now, Christopher Wood at Musselburgh might not sound like. It, basically, Christopher Wood, his his Gold Cup, his Derby is that race at Musselburgh, and he was well fancied for that as well. He opened up at bigger prices. He went off at three to one. And, giving him weight as well, a couple of pounds as well. He had to give, well, he, he had to give him uh, six pounds, right? And he he made him look like an absolute muck. If this gets beat loader, we're never going to hear the end of this. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I, listen, I, I, think, I think you're going to jinx this. Year. I think this will go the first. I mean, I did back him when William Shanahan. I think I remember we spoke to you when William Shanahan was aboard when he got beat at Weatherby. Um, but where where he, he he just went there and he absolutely cruising and he should have pushed the button a lot earlier. He just thought, um, I think he would be a horse that needed to maybe played late. But I I think the race would be run suit Navajo Pass probably make the run in. Got Global Citizen in there, plenty of pace on. He'll just sit there, pounce and push a button and hack up. Hunter's call will just sit in behind on the bridle and just pick us up over the last. Hunter's cool in my opinion. It's just a horse that we know he's talented on his day, but. He's really taken his. He's got to take his um, form to a new level, in my opinion. He's a horse that has had issues along the way, and he just they just got him back in a good place. But for me, I I just think 
I just don't think he's he's got the class of Tommy Soscar. I really don't. But we'll have to see on Saturday. Anyway, enough of that race. Uh, most people will probably be back in Tommy's Oscar, but if you're Izzy, you're you're not going to be back in him. But um, we go to the two thirty five then. The last race we're going to be previewing is the Peter Marsh handicap chase, and Royal Pagal is on a retrieval mission. He's last seen finishing second uh, in the Betfair chase behind Aplutard. He won this race last year. Izzy, you can have first say here. Um, Royal Pagal, is he going to defend his crown? Um, yeah, I quite like Royal Pagal. I think I'll go back to that 28% strike weight with Anisha. Some of his better performances have been on that soft, heavy ground. So it's whether we quite get that ground for him this weekend, I don't know. Um, another one on a retrieval mission is Remastered, and I'm still not over it since the fall in the Ladbrokes Trophy. But he found one too good in a car in card next time out, um, and he was carrying a lot of weight that day as well. He's down the weights a little bit um, on Saturday, carrying 10.7. So I'm hopeful for a really good run from Remastered. So I'm struggling to decide. Remastered's a pretty good price, though, so I'll probably be swaying towards Scoo. <laughs> Yeah, remastered. He has run a few decent races this season without getting his head in front, and you definitely have to respect him. I'll just give a uh, give a, a shout out to to Sam Brown. I thought he was a little bit overpriced, maybe a bit of each way value. He won a Grade Two at this course over two and a half miles, but he's always shaped like he's a stair. Probably needed the run in the many clouds behind Protector. The yard weren't going that well then, but they've been in a lot better form the last couple of weeks. And I just thought off a mark of one four seven, if he was to have a, a big day, it could be maybe on Saturday. So Sam Brown. I thought represented a bit of each way value. How about you, Mark? Uh, how are you seeing this one? Royal Piquet? Yeah, so... Okay. So the two that I like um, in this one, Peter Marsh, I'll go with uh, Sam Brown and Empire Steel against the field. I think they're a good value. Um, Royal Piquet goes, goes short around 6-4, so I'll probably, probably lay this one in the win market. But I think Sam Brown, if it, I mean, if it turns into a proper slog, proper test in the ground's heavy, this one could be really interesting. And we'll stay all day. Um, but price 12 to 1. Yeah, I think he is. Definitely a bit of each way value. And like I said, I think we were actually um, at the Ascot meeting a couple of years ago when Deffy won the, the Clarence Sam, I kept saying he's beat, he's beat. And he was like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. He's like 10 lines down and he won. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sam Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he won the grade two. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he's clearly a, a stayer and, and probably that, that that is his minimum trip. But. Um, yeah, you should be suited by the, by by the, the, this slog, hopefully. I was panicking a lot more than you. You were pretty calm. Thinking that winning by 15 lengths that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an e easy victory, easy. Um, but uh, we come to Paul here. Uh, last but not least, Paul, who did you like in the Peter Marsh? I'd agree with Sam Brown. I know he's a horse that connections holds in, in, very, in high regard, but I think he's been quite fragile to train. I know Aidan Coleman won a grade two event. At, he won a grade two on him at Haydock in the past, and they absolutely loved him. But he's, he's just a, he's a hard horse, I think, to keep sound. Tons of ability, just quite a fragile individual. And I think if, if the ground does come up more testing, you know, if Haydock does get a, a bit more rain, that would certainly suit. Um, I think it's hard to to oppose Royal Pagai. I think he's I think he's just short of Gold Cup level. But I think as, as far as like a this is a great two. It's a handicap chase. I think this is right up the street once again. I think he's going to be relentless. 
He seconds in Blue Tower. There was 22 lengths back to, to Royal Pagai in the Betfair chase. And it was a further 22 lengths back to Chatham Street Lad back in third. I think he's he's going to be relentless here and just punish the opposition at a price. I wouldn't put anyone off having a few quid on, on Sam Brown. But I'm going to give four to school mention for Henry Daly and Hugh Nugent's claiming five off ten. So four, he'll have a featherweight on his back. He's from a good staying family, a family I would know well. I rode it in accord to to run in the... I rode him in a Renaissance. Henry's horses weren't quite firing at the time, but he's from a decent staying chase family and he might just outrun his odds. He's around about the 12 to 1 mark, but I do find it a royal guy. He's around about 5 to 2 at the minute and I think that's it. That, you know, it's short enough, but I still think that represents a bit of value. I think he, he, we could see a, a punishing performance here. Okay, so Paul likes Royal Pagal. Mark agrees with me on Sam Brown. And Izzy likes the chances of Remastered. So that's all the races we're going to be covering. But plenty of decent action uh, across the weekend and some other good racing on Saturday as well. Um, Paul, I'll come to you here. Is there anything you like away from the races we've just spoken about? Well, I think all eyes are going to be at Navin at one forty on Saturday afternoon. Tiger Roll is back over hurdles. Rob James takes them out. It'll be interesting to see. Don't think he'd be getting involved as a you know investing in Tiger Roll, but it'd certainly be interesting to see to see how he gets on. Um, I don't think anyone would begrudge a return to the winners' enclosure. But a horse that I would I am interested to see, and obviously no prices up at the moment, which runs in the on the beginners' chase, which goes to post at two fifty. I will be keeping a close eye on Ain't That a Shame for Henry the Bromhead. Rachel Blackmore takes them out. Had one start in the point to point. Is not from two over fences so far. Was quite keen when finishing third behind Statler on chasing debut at Barry House back in December. Dylan Robinson was on board on that occasion. Was ridden a bit a bit closer to the pace and not surprisingly had no problems in settling behind Galloping the Champ at Leprosette towards the end of December. His horse is clearly held in, in high regard. And I think ain't that a shame is, is worth keeping an eye on it. Possibly investing in no prices published at the moment as, as we're recording, but if he's a bit of a price, he could be, be worth a few bob. Interesting thoughts there on some of the Irish action from Paul. Uh, Izzy, is there anything else uh, away from the races that we spoke about that you liked? Um, 125 at Haydock, we've got the outing of John Bomb. So after Constitution Hill being absolutely incredible the other week, it looks like we're about to see the other side of the of the duo. So no uh, betting necessarily for me, but just one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, interesting to see how he gets on. I, I thought Richmond Lake was actually an interesting horse in that race. Um, put up some decent performances. Um, yeah, I thought maybe he, he was interesting to maybe um, to run second to John Bunn, but obviously uh, it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts if he if he does win in the Supreme. Um, and how about you, Mark? Uh, to round things off, is there anything else you liked? We got a, a word for one, maybe in a bumper, something trained by Donald McCain, perhaps? Well, the last one won. A slight drift absolutely hacked up, didn't it? Sweet Auburn, was it? Five, six lengths on the staff, but there's actually one. I've got a, an unraced an unraced runner at Wolverhampton at five o'clock. It's a four-year-old for Brian May. It's never ran before. Adam Kirby takes the right. Cassius Diao. I think um, it's up against a Roger Varian hot pot, but they quite like it. It's got to give a wee bit of weight about. Um, but stable two from three in the last 14 days. 
they like this one. Kirby booked, drawn in four, expected to go forward or tucking him behind. I, I don't think it'll be, all I'm saying is I don't think it'll be 11 or 2 on the day, I'll be sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the market comes for that one. I'll just give uh, one uh, mention at Taunton. Uh, this, I believe, is probably a cliff force for a lot of people. It's in a competitive race. Uh, it's actually Taunton's feature there this season. They've got Yalaranki going for his third consecutive um, uh, winning in the Portman Cup there. But in the 243, a competitive handicap. Bruno Storm won this last year. And I'm hoping Oakley is going to be able to follow in him for Harry Bannister and Richard Bandy. It uh, was a cliff horse for, for many, many people. But I just thought... Last time out, he actually ran quite an encouraging race in a small field at Wynn Canton. Um, that form doesn't look too bad. He had to carry top weight that day. He probably just needed the run. Uh, he races off the same mark. And I thought the angle in with him could be stepping up in trip to two mile, three furlong. I think he's a horse that's always been crying out for uh, um, a step up in trip. And I think he's visibly handicapped. Richard Bandy as well has been doing um, good things with these Tim side horses. Saint Palais is probably the most notable of them. But I just thought um, Oakley, if he's going to have his day in the sun, it could be uh, in that race at Taunton. So he he was uh, my selection away from. Chris, is this as big a cliff horse as Santini? I, luckily, I've never joined this cliff horse before, but I'm ready uh, to fall off beachy head. So um, <laughs> the amount of times I've backed that that donkey, oh my god. But he's not stepped up in trip before, so it could be the Santini, angle. Santini, he needs about 10 miles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Oakley. Nah, no, San, Santini. I, get, I, I get the fear when I see Santini's going to run. I just need well, to turn the computer off. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm, I'm just not, not doing it. Well, I'm, well, I'm hoping maybe um, we can... I was hoping to maybe fill your boots in, in the Ultima on him. He's now down to 154. Luca Morgan, get get someone like him, but claim five. Go out from the front in the Ultima. I'm not it, doing this again. I'm not doing it. That's the way I would play, but I think they want to go to the Gold Cup with him. Uh, but uh, obviously, we'll, we'll see how that boat gets on another day. But um, thanks for everybody um, for listening. Thanks for uh, Mark, Izzy, and Paul for giving up their time. Hopefully, we've pointed you in the right direction for some winners this weekend. Also, as well, uh, remember to follow us on social media on Twitter. We're at In the Saddle Pod, and you can also, as well, check us out on Instagram. But also, as well, remember to please gamble responsibly. But yeah, hopefully, we've provided you some winners, and we'll be seeing you again soon. Thank <laughs> you.